0: With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Gittin Dafnun, page 50. We begin the very last line of 49b, Itmar. We learned in a Memra, Arev Diksuva If you have someone who's a guarantor of the Ksuva, Devar HaKol Everyone agrees that in fact, he does not become incumbent to pay anything if things go wrong. Kablon, top of 50. Kablon de Chayiv, HaKol mishtaber. When you talk about someone who's a Kabbalah, and Kabbalah means he's totally accepted and he's created some kind of kinian to show that he's really going to pay. So when we're talking about a Baal Chayv, somebody who owes money, everyone agrees that he indeed has made himself, made it incumbent upon himself to pay. Aryv the Baal Chayv, let's say someone a guarantor, meaning he hasn't actually done any kind of kinyan, he hasn't done any kind of acquisition to show that he's going to pay. The and a or someone who has done some kind of acquisition in regards to a Ksuva, there's an argument. Ekloman Amar, there's one who says, Even though the person who's borrowing the money, meaning the person who owes the money, doesn't have any money, mishtabid, nevertheless the guarantor or the kablon, he accepts upon himself to, to take care of it if anything happens. Iklamanda Amar, there's one who says, E there's one who says, one person says that that it's not true. Only if the person who's going to owe the money has money right now does the guarantor agree to pay later. But if he doesn't have, at this exact moment right now, so then he doesn't agree to pay later. Behilchasa Bekulu... The halacha is in regards to all of them. Even though the person doesn't have any money, he doesn't. Ingre- he does indeed guarantee bar Except for the case of arev the guarantor in regards to a woman's document. That even if he has money right now, the person who is being the guarantor, he does not guarantee anything. My time. What's the reason? There's two factors that, that show us that he doesn't really mean to guarantee anything. The first is the fact that he's doing a mitzvah, he's doing a positive command. What's this referring to? So it's explained by Rashi elsewhere that what he's doing is he is the one, he's the shatchen. He's the one that set them up and he wants to guarantee them that everything is going to be okay, don't worry. Everything's going to be just great. If anything goes wrong, I'll take care of everything. But he doesn't really mean that he's going to take care of everything. He's just saying it to continue this whole shidduch process and to get them to be married. That's the first thing. And the second thing is that she's not giving over any money. What that means is, in a normal case, in a normal circumstance where you have someone lending money to somebody else, and so let's say Ruvein lends money to Shimon, and Ruvain wants to know that Shimon's going to guarantee that he's going to pay them back. So Shimon brings along Levi and says, Levi's going to guarantee that I'm going to pay you back. So Levi is standing there in front of Reuven, giving over the money to to, to Shemin, and therefore he has to really guarantee it. The Reuven needs that proof. But in this case, so nobody's giving over money to anyone else. They're getting married, that's it. And we need some kind of guarantee that there will be money later on to give to her. But there's no money that's being transferred from hand to hand. Therefore it's not as serious, and therefore the guarantor doesn't really guarantee too much. Amar Ravina, Ravina says, Tash Shema, come in here. When we originally made this takana, this concept that when she collects the money she only gets from Ziburs, from the cheapest, from the cheapest of the lands, what's the reason why we said? Because more than a man wants to get married, so a woman wants to get married. Now, mi yasmi, and if we're talking about that she's collecting the cheap stuff from the orphans, ha'emeshem diyasmihu, it should not say because more than a man wants to get married, a woman wants to get married. Forget about that. It should just say that the reason is because it's coming from the kids, from the orphans. The more says this is an ironclad proof to the fact that we're not talking about just the orphans, but even the husband, she's only allowed to collect the lowest quality land. Omar Marzutra. Marzutra says, Nachman, "The son of Nachman, Nachman, in the name of his father." If you have some kind of document stating that the children, these orphans, owe money, even though it's written on it that it's supposed to be collected from the highest quality land, all that can be collected from is the lowest quality land. Abaye says, "I can prove this because we see it that it's true that normally a vachayv son who's owed money so he's supposed to get the medium type, the medium quality land but Nevertheless, when he's collecting from the yisomim from the orphans, he only gets the lowest quality land. So therefore, we see it says Abaye exactly like this statement of Rav Nachman, Rabbi says, what's the comparison? When, when we're talking about a Bal someone who owes money, someone who's owed money to him. So, really, from the Torah, only should get is lowest quality land. like Ula says, the Amar Ula, From the Torah, a person who's owed money is only allowed to take from the lowest quality land. as the verse says, "Bachutz Outside shall stand, and the man here 's the rest of the puzzle I have on the side of my gemara. Neisha the man who who you are waiting to get paid from, he's going to bring out that thing from, he's going to bring it outside. What is a person you should bring out? The Gemara continues, he brings out the worst of his stuff. And if he has to pay, he's going to pay from his worst thing, he's not going to pay from his best thing. So therefore we see that really a Bachov, someone who's owed money, the Torah, the Torah itself testifies that he can give him the lowest quality thing. Why did we say, that you can indeed pay that you have to pay with the medium quality land because they should like lavin because otherwise people are not going to want to lend money unless they know that they 're going to get a good quality piece of land, so we can 't force them to get the best quality piece of land, but we can we can make them get better than the lowest quality in regards to yesemim, the orphans. So the Rabbi said, let's go back to the the Doraisa then is that you get the lowest quality piece of land, and therefore we're going to say that in regards to the orphans. So now but in this case, where they made a, where they made some kind of condition that he's going to get paid with the highest quality. He specifically said that. So from the Torah, he has to be paid with that highest quality, just like they made the condition. So even when you're talking about his collecting from the orphans, he also gets the highest quality, since that was the specification in the original document. So now, let's get this straight. So Rava again holds that if you have some kind of condition in the document, so that condition can t- change what you usually pay, what the orphans usually pay from. So even though they would normally pay from the, the cheapest quality land, if there's a condition, they can pay from a higher quality land. Whereas Marzotra, the son of Rav Nachman, in the name of his father, and Abaye, both agree that no, you always always pay from the worst quality land if you're collecting from the orphans. The orphans pay with the lowest quality. Now the Gemara says like this: with the Rav, According to Rava, that says that if you make a condition, you pay from the best. We have a, a brisa stated by Avram Chayza: When you're collecting from the property of the orphans, you can only collect from the lowest quality land. Even if we're talking about some kind of damages, the Gemara says like this: We know that we're talking about damages from the Torah. What do they have to pay with? From the best. So so what do we see happens? Nevertheless, you're still going to pay from the lowest. So you see, even though the Torah requires a higher level, nevertheless, when it comes to the, some of these orphans, they're going to pay from the lowest level. So, Rava, how can you tell me otherwise? So, what's the case of Shahisa idis nizik, as he burst the mazik? Why are we saying that he's paying from the lowest quality? Because we're talking about a case where the best of the one who was damaged was equal to the worst of the one who caused the damage. And the Shaminan, Who says that from the Torah, so you give the best of the one who was damaged. And we said that because of a rectification of the world, we don't want people to, to just go around causing damage, but we want them to think twice. Therefore, we, give, we say you have to give the best of the one who caused the damage. The But in regards to some of these orphans, So the Rabbi said, go back to the Doresa, which is the best of the one who was damaged. And therefore, that's the worst of the one who caused the damage, which is the father of these children, these orphans. And that's why in this case, so we say that he pays from even according to Rava, meaning we are going back indeed to the Torah uh, way of paying. The Gemara says, b'losser, n'yusa'a, b'losser, n'yusa'a said as follows: In regards to the orphans, when you want them to pay, so they only pay from the worst of their lands. Even if it's the best. What does that mean? What does it mean, even if it's the best? Lava maybe means that even though Dichsiv Idis even though it says in the in the, Shtar, the original document, that he's going to pay from the best, nevertheless he doesn't have to pay the best, he only has to pay the worst. That would be a problem with Rava. versus that's not true. My Idis, what does it mean when it says that even if it was the best, mishapoy Idis, it means that what happened, that originally he was supposed to pay the best. Exactly like Raabba said, but what happened, so they specified a specific piece of land which was this best piece of land, and they said, this is what you 're going to pay from, but what happened was that piece of land got destroyed, something happened to it it was it was it was gone so so it's like a who says like this, If let's say you did some kind of damage to someone's worst field, so you still pay from the best field. However, if you were supposed to pay from the best, and that something happened to that thing, the best thing, so then you are going to collect from the medium. And therefore, in regards to the Somim, so the rabbi said that you go back to the original Torah law, which is that if something gets ruined, if the best thing that you were supposed to pay with got ruined, so he loses his his merit to be able to collect from the best thing, and therefore goes back to ziboris. It's only me, the Rabbanon that we said that it goes to the level of Bainoness that you get the middle level. So in regards to the orphans, so we're going to say in this case where it got destroyed, the highest thing, so therefore you're going to go back to ziboris, and you're going to collect only from the lowest quality thing and anything that has to do with the orphans. Except according to Rava, like we said, if you specifically specified that I want to collect from the best thing previously, and that thing still exists, now we can, we continue. You cannot collect from the lowest quality. Bar Ami, Bar Bar'ami asks the following question: These that we said, these orphans, are we talking about only minors, or is it even in regards to orphans who their father passed away, but they're, they're already uh, adults? is it a takana, a special thing that the rabbi said to help out these children because they can't fend for themselves and the rabbis didn't say this for adults who can't fend for themselves. A or perhaps no that the rabbis why did they originally say that you collect from the middle stuff? Because, you know, they want people to lend out freely. And so, but do people ever think that the guy's going to die and they're going to end up collecting from the orphans? No. So therefore the rabbis didn't make any kind of takon in that case, even if, the, even if those orphans are, are adults, So let's read that inside. A person doesn't think that this guy's going to die, and the the possessions are going to fall in front of the orphans. And there's not going to stop from lending out for that eventuality. So, if that's the case, so even when we're talking about adults, they would also be able to only pay from the lowest quality being approved to the tony, abai kshisha. Abai kshisha said the following Amu. this that we said these orphans it 's also talking about uh, even adults and it 's obvious in regards to the children that it will be the same thing so now Shisha, when he 's talking about this case he 's not talking about our case but rather he 's talking about a case of a swear, and the case is where someone comes along and says that he is owed a certain amount or something from the father, the one who passed away. So in order to get that thing that he wants, he has to swear that in fact he is owed that thing. So now, this swear has to be done whether we're talking about children, or whether we're talking about adults, because as we're going to see, the children don't know what's going on with the father's affairs. So now, the Maybe that's only in regards to a swear that we say that they're the same whether they're children or adults. The Because if we're talking about an adult, he still is not aware of the affairs of his father. Perhaps, in regards to giving the lowest quality land, the rabbis only said that in regards to a child, but not in regards to an adult. V'hilchasa, so we say the halacha is, we turn to beis, these orphans that we were talking about are even the adult orphans. And certainly in regards to children, and this is true whether in regards to the swear that has to be made, or whether in regards to the fact that they can only collect from the cheapest stuff, we say that even in regards to adult children, they also only have to pay from the cheapest stuff, because the rabbis went and said that there's a takana. We go back to the da'oraisa, the the law da'oraisa, and we say that we don't assume that people are going to not lend out money, they don't assume that there's going to be this eventuality where the child is going to end up having to pay them because the father passes away. We said you cannot collect from encumbered properties if there are any properties that are still available. Which means that if, let's say, Ruven lent money to Shimon, so now Shimon owes money to Reuven, and at that time, so Shimon had all kinds of different pieces of land that he could have paid off Ruven with. Then what happens? Shimon, he goes and he sells one of those pieces of land. So that piece of land that was just bought, it's meshubed to the loan. And that means if Shimon has nothing else to pay from, so Ruvian's is going to be able to go to the person who purchased that piece of land and is going to be able to take it away. However, as long as Shimon still has any kind of land that has not been sold, that's still available, so Ruvian has the first take from that piece of land, even if we're talking about a piece of land that's of a lower quality, he still cannot go to the one who bought the piece of land that was a higher quality and say, I want that higher piece of land. bar Vahtavar Ami had the following question. Bimatano Hayek. What's gonna be if let's say instead of actually selling it to somebody else, he gave it over as a present to somebody else? Takanta huda of Rabona Mishum Siddhakuis we have two different two different possibilities we could say like this maybe the rabbis only said in regards to somebody who bought something so they're going to protect those people who had bought it and they're going to say that the, the person who's going to come and collect he cannot collect from that piece of land first he has to collect from something that's free before he collects from that piece of land that was sold aval matana in regards to some kind of present the lekkab there's no loss to the one who got it right because the person who received it as, as a present he's not losing anything he didn't have it before so he's not going to have it now life so maybe if the person wants it, he says, okay, there are free uh, pieces of land, but I want that piece of land. That's a better piece of land. So maybe he can come along and say that. Or perhaps, even in regards to a present, The only reason that somebody would give someone else a present, in this case, Shimon, who owes the money to Reuven, Shimon went and he gave a present to Levi. So the only reason that he's giving a present to Levi is only because Levi has done him some kind of favor, or he's done some kind of good thing to him, so he feels like he owes him. So therefore, Hechak, keeps said, it's will be considered like a loss to the Lukuchos it's like Levi has bought this favor so to speak and therefore if, if we go and we allow Reuven to take away the land from Levi the, the one who got it as a present so he's going to be losing out so what do we say so Marquis the son of Rav said to Rav as follows I'll bring a proof a person who's on his deathbed and he says give 200 dollars to so and so he says give 300 dollars to so and so he says, give $400 to so-and-so. Three different people. We don't say that whoever came first on the document, on on his will, so he gets it first. So therefore, so now here's how it works. Basically, the point is like this since it's impossible for a person to possibly say or or write down three things at the same time, so the fact is he didn't say, I want to give it to this one and then to this one and then to this one but he meant that they should all receive it at the same time, they should split it up this one should get $200 worth, this one should get $300 worth this one should get $400 worth so that means that they each got it all exactly at the same exact moment, so now someone comes along and he says, I need to collect money Bob, before he died, so he owed me money, so there's no money left so now he's, he's able to go to these three people who received these presents and he's able to Say, I'm going to take what's owed to me from your pieces of land. So that's why he says he's able to take from all of them. Aval, however, Im'amar to leplani Sims Laplony, of says something different. He says, First give two hundred to him, to to Ruvin. then give three hundred Bachrav Laplony, and then three hundred to Shimon. The Akhar of Leplani and then give the four hundred to Levi so what we say is whoever got it first, got it first. The therefore if someone comes along and says, That guy owed me money, give him another. So first he collects from the last one. And in life, that guy doesn't have enough, give him he fun of. Then he goes to the one who received it before him. Ain't life, that guy still do not have enough. So he goes to the one who got it still before. So now, even if we have a case, well, let's say the first guy who received his piece of land, he got the best piece of land. And the last guy who received the piece of land got the worst piece of land. We're talking about a case of a present. He gave the first guy the first present, which was the best piece of land. He gave the second guy a medium piece of land, maybe. And he gave the third guy a lousy piece of land. So, nevertheless, despite the fact that we're talking about a matana, so this guy who's coming along the shtar chayv, the guy who's owed the money he can only collect from the last person which was the lowest quality piece of land so we see that this applies even in regards to some kind of present that's what the Gemara says we see that the Rabbis also made this Takano in regards to a present the Gemara says it's not a good proof because what are we talking about here about they said he was giving them over these pieces of land he wasn't giving it over as a present but rather he was giving it over because he owed that money wait the Gemara says he said give it it doesn't sound like he's giving it over as because he owes the money, it sounds like he's giving a present. Gumar answers, Tnu He's saying, Give it over because I owe that money. And Gemara says, wait. So then if that's the case, if it's not talking about any kind of uh, any kind of present, but rather we're talking about some kind of money that I owe you. So then why don't we see who is owed first? And this way we'll know who should lose his land first. So the Gemara says, the Lekashtar, we don't have those original documents. What do you mean? We said whoever's first on the documents. It sounds like we do have the documents. Our answer is, We're talking about whoever's first on the document. We're talking about the, the will. This guy, when he passed away, so he wrote a will saying which one gets which. So we see who is first on the will, and that's how we determine who loses the land first another explanation, you don't have to say that we're talking about a you could even say we're talking about a person, you don't have to say that we're talking about some kind of re- repaying of loans, it's not a problem what does it mean that the last person has to pay? it doesn't mean that he's the first one that, that goes it could be that really he can't go back to the original person who got the highest level field ain't nif said ella but the one who loses out in the end is the last guy. Why? Rashi explains. Because what's going to happen is he's, he's going to go to the first guy, to the one who got the, the best quality field. And he's going to have to give it up. Because even though it was meshubud, even though it was already given away, and there was something that was free, nevertheless, he can still collect. It because we're talking about a matana. That's a possibility. And therefore, what happens? So the guy who originally got the matana, so he goes to the third guy, the guy who got it last, who got this low quality field, and he says, listen, I lost my present, but I'm supposed to get my present before you. So Therefore, you have to give me your field. So, in the end, all the last guy is the one who loses out. Viba, you another explanation. The Shavuku, the Hadali, the case that we're talking about here, do you know why you go only to the last person? Because they all have the same quality piece of land. We're not talking about a case where you have a higher quality, a middle, middle quality, a low quality. They're all the same. Either they're all Ziboris, they're all Beninis, or they're all Idis. So we said in the case in the Mishnah, that if let's say you have somebody who, we have Ruvain, he bought a field from Shimon. Shimon was a shark, and he had stolen this field, and Ruvain didn't know that, but they wrote out some kind of document that stated that Ruvain was buying this field from Shimon, and if something happens, that Shimon's going to have to still pay back Ruvain. So now what happens, something major happens, Levi comes along and says, that's my field, I don't know what you're doing on it, Ruvain. Ruven says, what do you mean? I bought it from Shimon. So so now, so Levi takes the field, and Shimon still owes Ruvain for whatever fruits, whatever the produce would have been, whatever the, the land has gone up in value. However, that, we said in the Mishnah, cannot be taken from any kind of land that Shimon sold after he sold it to Ruvain. Which means he can't take it from the and from anything that was encumbered. Now, my time, what's the reason? Amar Ula Ula says, Amar Ishlakish in the name of The L'visha ain't ksuvin. Because they didn't write in the document anything about the fruits. Or alternatively, the way Rashi explains it, is even though they wrote something about the fruits, it's not something that has a call, that, has a, that, has a, that starts to spread a rumor. People know that he bought this piece of land, but they don't know that he's guaranteeing that Shimon, who's the shark, is guaranteeing that if any, if any fruits come out, that he's going to be responsible for them. So therefore, people don't know that. And therefore, you can't require somebody who's bought a, a piece of land from Shimon to have to pay off ruving with that piece of land. The Gemara continues, Ula, What about the cases that are right after this case? We're talking about orphans who are giving over the, the payment, the for food for the woman and the daughters, the other the sisters, and the command dummy. that's something that's as if it was written, meaning everybody's aware of that might see And there we say that you can't go and take it out from shubadim, despite the fact that everyone knows that this is something that there's a Hiscribe an obligation to give this type of money to the to the wife and to the daughters, Omar Lay so he responded and said, they're originally, in regards to the food that's going to be given over, the money, that's going to be given over to the wife and to the daughters for their food, the way that the rabbis originally created the Takana, saying that they're going to have to give over this money, is that they're only considered written in regards to the the properties that are free and still available. But they're not considered written in regards to any property that's going to be sold and the thesis really explains that the reason for this is because if we wouldn't say this so every single piece of land that a person sells it's always going to be remain it's going to go, going to be mashuba it's going to be obligated to a woman in case this guy dies so nobody's going to ever want to buy fields no one's. everyone's going to be worried that at some point this guy's going to die and I'm going to have to stop to give this field back to the mother to to and to the daughters so therefore we, don't, we when the rabbis originally made the takana saying that they're going to have to provide for these for the for the daughters and the wife they said that it's limited. You can only collect. You can only take from the things that are free, and not from stuff that was sold. Similarly, did Rabbi say in the name of Rabbi that the reason why we say in the Mishnah that in regards to the to the damage that was caused. Meaning, Ruvain bought the field from Shimon again, the shark, and Ruvein, so he invested all this time and effort and he invested all this money, and now what's he getting for it? All these fruits are going to be given to someone else. So the reason why he, he can't collect from the Chasim from encumbered properties is because it wasn't ever written explicitly, or it wasn't something that people have a call that people will hear about. Same exact question. We see, how can you tell me that that case is talking about that it's not written? But we find by the, the a case where we say it's the same law in regards to the woman and the daughters it's considered that, it's, that, that it was written down nevertheless we say that it can't be taken out from the chasm from encumbered properties so he responded to the same answer originally that was the takan of the rabbis it's considered written in regards to unencumbered properties but it's not considered written in regards to any obligated properties we'll continue from here in the next daily daf